0: everyone and welcome to another episode of in the 10th fast and furious movie they will go to space the only podcast about how in the 10th fast and furious movie they will go to space unless someone else has created one and nobody's told me yet joining me this episode is a guest that i've been hoping to have for quite some time here it is my friend and uh, streamer matt wiggins matt how's it going hi andrew i'm doing well how are you i'm doing pretty good I am having a very lazy Saturday. I don't think I got up until like 11, 1130, and I'm having lunch and recording a podcast. Living the life. Pretty much, yeah. I don't remember the last time I had a weekend day where I didn't have to do anything, so this feels great. (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned that you're a guest that I wanted to have on this podcast for some time because to a certain degree, this is all your fault, isn't it? You have blamed me for this in the past, and I guess I have to wear it. (laughs) For the folks who don't know, my love of the Fast and Furious movies can be traced back directly to my friendship with Matt here. Back, God, when would that have been? It was after we had met via Desert Bus 6.
1: Yeah, it would have been in 2012, 2013. Yeah. Maybe, maybe into 2014. I distinctly recall it was while I was living at school while I was doing my last degree and we had a like a theater a multimedia room Mm -hmm. and I invited you along to do a franchise watch through of the entire Fast and the Furious franchise because the Fast and the Furious franchise
0: rules and you hadn't seen them. I hadn't like I, at the time. My experience of the Fast and Furious movies was entirely limited to back when the first one came out in 2001, and I was living in Charlottetown and going to University at UPEI. It just transforming the town into all of the shitty people around town are now obsessed with car culture, and they all have neon lights underneath their car, <laughs> which was just a very strange transformation. So, like, I'd never actually seen the movie. I'd just seen trailers for it. And it was everywhere, and I was like, okay, this is, why, this is why car culture is taking over this weird tiny town in, you know, eastern Canada. And I never gave it any thought beyond that until you and Graham started talking to me about how it's actually good. <laughs> and convinced me to give it a shot. When I watched it with you, that was my first time watching all of the Fast and the Furious movies. Which I guess at the time would have been up to... We would have seen up to five for sure, possibly six.
1: Yeah, I think we were watching these in the run up to six. I think it was like in preparation for seeing them.
0: Yeah, I don't remember if it was six or seven. I just remember that it was the run up to seeing one of them. We did all of these movies and we did the three Evangelion movies as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The fourth of which is also coming out soon. God, no. See, I'm never going to forget that because I just remember the experience of you and I watching the first movie and going, oh, okay. And watching the second movie and going, huh. And then watching the third movie and getting about 10 minutes into it and pausing it because we were like, hang on. Did we miss a movie? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Neither of us know what's happening kind of thing. <laughs> so that was that was one of my all-time favorite experiences.
1: I look forward to revisiting that in prep for the fourth movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm showing my partner, Sandra, the entire Evangelion canon, basically. Nice. We've already watched the 26-episode TV series, so at this point, I just need to show her End of Evangelion, and then we're going to dive into those movies, probably in the lead up to the fourth movie coming up. Excellent. Mm -hmm. But this is not a podcast about the 10th End of Evangelion movie. This is not a, the podcast about any Evangelion movies. This is a podcast about Fast and Furious. And Matt, I have only one question for you. Yes. In the 10th Fast and Furious movie, they will go to space. We know this as a fact. Right. Gravity pulls shit down, water's wet, and Republicans lie. How do you think they're going to get to space?
1: There are just so many options. The one that springs immediately to mind <laughs> is that I have no doubt. I have no doubt whatsoever. That one of the family will be pulled into NASA as a, a secret space agent who will be sent to to moon buggy race on the moon against the Russians, against a uh, a secret cabal of, of Russian moon racers, and they will become stranded. Ooh, okay. And, and yeah. Dom, of course being unwilling to leave a member of the family stranded will will go to the us government and will will you know petition kurt russell to send mm. him to the moon to rescue it's undoubtedly letty right like letty is the Probably moon yeah. racer but he's going to petition petition kurt russell to Hang send on. him to the moon before
0: before we send dom to the moon here if it's all right i want to i want to dive into a couple of the things that you brought sure. up here cuz we're okay. We're currently very much in a sort of a, a God, Three Meets the Martian scenario. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Men, but so yes. we're we're fighting the Moon Russians, or red, it's a race against the Moon Russians, right? Is this like yes. a um, race, or are they just like racing to get to a nuclear bomb or something? Like, is it? No, no, they're they're, they're racing for oh, pinks. Okay. Okay, it's ownership the- of the moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's the literal space
0: race, no, Andrew. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, they're racing for each other's moon buggies. No, the moon. <laughs> What else would winner gets to pick for? up the other person's flag and just yeet it into space. You get to just <laughs> toss that fucker. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. All right. No. So, yeah, let's say it's Letty. Letty has gotten involved in this. Letty yeah. is the America's candidate for defeating the Russians, space race on the moon. That's right. Something has gone wrong. That's right. Hey, I'm assuming it's like a cross country rally race, right? Oh, the-
1: something like that yeah absolutely i mean undoubtedly the evil space russians have have like engaged in sabotage in some way and and letty has become stranded on the dark side of the moon
0: yeah yeah yeah. like it can be it's it's that it's just barely in the lead and then they go around the dark side of the moon and then the russians come out and letty doesn't something yes Yes, (laughs) Yes,
1: <laughs> the Russians emerged yeah. back into the light, and Letty mm-hmm. is nowhere to be seen. Okay. And this, of course, would, would have taken place after a series of dramatic sequences where Dom is like, no, we're a family, we go together, mm-hmm. we don't go mm-hmm. at all. And Letty is like, no, I yeah. have to do this, and and then goes and does it for America, even though, you know, behind Dom's back.
0: Okay i like
1: it and dom gets all pissed at it but then letty's in trouble and so so then dom assembles the family and and petitions kurt russell to Mm -hmm. send them to the moon this is like not un armageddon like there's a whole scenario where it's like is it easier to teach Uh, racers to become astronauts or is it easier to teach astronauts to become racers and so they you get the montage of the racers all training to go to space but but of course the government doesn't go along with it oh okay they 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 ultimately they they decide that that it's not good enough that the 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 family has not successfully completed their training and mm-hmm. it would be reckless to send these people into space and so then dom has to call up Charlize oh, Theron and 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 work with Charlize Theron once an enemy yeah, of the because- family to develop their own secret illegal space because program. Because as we've
0: established, we will wind up working with every single villain in this series eventually. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So we- And so then there is yet another space race. Yeah. So this is, this is, this is like the, so the, the first bit is setting up, this is already in progress and like the race is already happening. Stuff goes bad. And the family's going to leap into action to save her, and it's that huge buildup, the excited montage, and like, you know, everybody doing various space things. And we're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And they get to the end, and Kurt Russell is like, "Damn, these are the worst scores I have ever seen. Like, none of you can go to space. Sorry, you're just not cut out for it." And they and they get sad, and they leave. That's right. And that's when Dom calls his
1: ex <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> and so then we have the the second space race but not a literal space race this one being a figurative space race a race to space okay as nasa and their incompetent asshole arrogant astronauts who don't understand what it's like to be a family right are preparing to go to space and Dom and the family, with the help of Charlize Theron, are building their own rocket yeah. to take them into space with and they, you know, they're they've got their whole car workshop set up and they're like yeah, air yeah. stripping or vacuum stripping the the edges of all their muscle cars so that they can take their muscle yeah. cars to the moon. While Charlize Theron is working with with like her group to steal a space shuttle. Mm-hmm. With enough cargo capacity that they can fit three muscle
0: cars in the cargo bay? I love that you've come up with a scenario here where the, like, ultimate hacker supervillain who owns a magnet plane is the underdog. (laughs) That's how this series works! (laughs) I have unlimited everything. Well, the other person has infinity plus one, so you're the underdog. (laughs) Who's... who's before we continue on with with uh bit here i want to i want to dial back into two groups that we've breezed past a little bit here because we've we've successfully made villains russians but we've also made villains out of the american government this is this is good because the franchise is kind of vaguely anti-establishment except that you know women is paying them to help their family i guess I don't know. It's fuzzy. (laughs) (laughs) Allegiance is shipped all the time. All the goddamn time. Like this is just a soap opera a quarter mile at a time. So what I want to know is for either the Russians, the Russian race team or the American arrogant astronauts who don't know shit about family is what's the casting look like for either of these two groups? Is there anybody I might recognize in there?
1: The casting of those two groups.
0: <sighs>
1: Kenneth Branna is definitely the leader of the Russians.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: I'm I'm sort of halfway between him being like the the actual guy driving the Russian space buggy. Mm-hmm. And and him being the guy in the chair, but I think he's the guy actually driving the Russian space buggy. I I think Kenneth Branagh is like in it. He's he's the villain.
0: Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's he's the villain. And then just just for weird meta comedy purposes, uh, the the director at NASA. So not not one of the asshole astronauts, but the 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 guy in the chair for NASA. That's Dolph Lundgren. sure (laughs) I accept okay so we got Kenneth Branagh on the Russian side we got Dolph Lundgren on the American side and then I don't know I already made this joke in one of the other episodes but presumably just a a collection of whichever WWE wrestlers are available to portray the actual people definitely yeah because they just it seems to be you know every movie these days it's like all right, well who's who who wants an acting career, you know? What what, what are you doing now? Because they they've added one new WWE person in every single movie for the last like three, I think, right? Right. So that's who, that's who my money's on. Okay. Yeah, I buy that. Okay. So we've we've got the Russian, and at this point, like we haven't seen the Russians in a while, right? Like we've Letty Letty's trapped on the moon. We don't know what's wrong may or may not be alive, Russia's continuing the race, which is presumably a very long race because uh, everybody else is still down on Earth. We're now kind of focused on this side plot line of the American NASA astronauts racing to space with the family and Charlize Theron uh, underdog racing to space.
1: Right. And I think I think the reason... That the like I think the major reason that this has become the comment in the mm-hmm. back half of the film is that of course that Letty had
0: Ooh, okay, I like that.
1: Yeah. And so so Letty was not there just to win the race. He was also there to like retrieve some special Russian intel from one of the the Russian astronauts. That something has gone wrong mm-hmm. in this race. Implies to the American government that something has gone wrong in the secret intelligence gathering mission, right? Which Dom and crew are, to, are like weren't aware of until mm. something went wrong, and so the American government is staging this rescue attempt. Rescue attempt. They don't care whether yeah, lady lives the- or dies, right? They just care about retrieving the intelligence. Yeah. Uh, whereas Dom is like, no, they're gonna let her die. They don't they don't care if she makes it back, but we you know, we never leave a family member behind. And, and so he spins up his attempt to get there first.
0: And she doesn't have a lot of time because she's on the dark side of the moon, right?
1: That's right. Right like for her to
0: grow potatoes with. OK, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> she, she will run out of food and oxygen. Yeah,
1: very soon.
0: I honestly I really like reminds me of. uh, Furious seven. Because where they establish the whole giant thing with Jason Statham as, like, the main plot, and then they go off into We Need to Find the God's Eye for so long that it just feels like a movie within a movie. And then when Jason Statham finally shows up again, you're like, oh, geez, right. This was a side plot. This is, like, more epic than 99% of movies, and this was a side plot. And it's. I feel like it's the same thing here, where, like The side plot is we're teaming up with the villain of the last several movies to build our own underdog rebel rocket to the moon, which we're going to put our cars on. You know, we're just doing that on the way to the actual plot, guys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. God, I love these movies. All right, keep going. Let's, let's, it sounds like you have a plan here. It sounds like we're going somewhere with this. are we we? (laughs) (laughs) we're going to the moon matthew
1: (laughs) yeah we're going to the moon uh all right yeah so the 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 third act of the movie the third act of the movie obviously the americans are going to launch for the moon right and the family is going to launch for the moon yes and uh the the arrogant american space are going to get to the moon and they're going to go they know where letty is and they're going to drive their little moon buggy over to where like to the general region where letty was lost contact with uh with their intelligence gathering mission and and like orders to to kill letty if she has like doesn't turn
0: over <laughs> the legends immediately so not only are they going to let her die but they're now just going to actively kill her as well
1: well, they don't know if she's betrayed them. Okay,
0: yeah, we can't take that chance approach.
1: Yeah, it's it's the whole, like, this this is top secret national security stuff, and, we're, like, we can only assume that our asset has gone mm-hmm. AWOL and get rid of her.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There could be no witnesses kind yeah. of a situation. But, of course, can astronauts are going to get in trouble. Of course, yeah. Things are not going to go to plan for them either. It's going to turn out that that in fact this whole mission was a was a mistake, and the Russians never had any intelligence for Letty to get, uh, and and it, it was all like a big bait and switch kind of situation. Okay, yeah. Was, and so yeah, so the the American astronauts are going to get in trouble. They're going to find themselves under out of their out of their element by nature of the fact that they're not rough and tumble uh people
0: yeah they rely too much on training and the rigidness and they don't know how to improv trust each other like a family i guess
1: exactly and uh and so it's gonna fall to dom and his team of spacefaring muscle car racers Ooh. on their their muscle cars that they that they launched the moon
0: speaking of that they that they vacuum sealed three cars yes which means that we have three drivers from La Familia. Yes. Who are those three drivers? One's Dom, obviously, oh right? Oh, my God. Uh- <laughs> One's Dom. One can't be Letty. One can't be Letty. That's right. So we got two cars available and the whole cast. Roman is obviously one of them. Just for the just for the comedy of him being completely out of his element and constantly going, ah, how did yeah. I get here? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman's got to be one of them. Honestly, I think Charlize Theron has to be the third.
0: <laughs> I really like the. I really like the idea that it's Dom and Charlize, and then out of all of these other like competent, talented folks, they're just like I'm wild card guy. Let's bring him. <laughs> just why? Why? Because it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, actually, it's uh, it wasn't him originally. Uh, it was originally supposed to be Tedge, and Tedge just uh, drugs Roman Pierce and like leaves him in his car in his in his place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea that Roman winds up in space through no decision of his own kind of thing, like similar to the parachute being pulled <laughs> and he just you're going out of the plane now, buddy. Yeah. Like, they're getting him all set up for this, and he's just kind of like, okay, so, like, walk me through what's going to happen. I cannot do the parachute. Don't worry. There's no parachute involved. We're just getting you to test some stuff out here, and you're the same weight as Tej, and he's not around right now, so we got to do some, you know, balancing. What's that counting down going on? Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's just
1: a test. (laughs) It's just a test. We're just testing the timer,
0: Mm -hmm. making sure it works. So
1: that when we do the real thing, we know. So we have
0: Theron, Dom, and Roman Pierce on the moon. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. You think? Do the American Need Rescue family? Do you think that happens on the dark side of the moon, or as they're landing, or is like this something like in transit to the moon, or is the transit to the moon for both of them just kind of uneventful? It's very.
1: Oh, no, it definitely happens on the dark side of the moon. Okay. So that we get the shot of like at the end of the movie. Spoilers oh, no. for the end of the movie, but uh so that we so that at the end of the movie we have the shot of uh Dom and Charlize and Roman driving their muscle cars across you know, you know, it's gonna be like one of those big wide shots where you can see the arc yeah. of sunlight across the moon. And there's like the shadowed side of the moon and the light side of the moon, and there's like a nice just. Dis- distinct line between them and you just see the three cars with the little dust trails behind them emerge from the inky blackness onto the light side of the moon and you just know that like and then you cut to a close shot and it's like the american astronauts are like sitting in the back seats of the
0: cars (laughs) (laughs) yeah fucking like uh oh god like the falcon and winter soldier in that one scene from fucking
1: oh from uh civil war
0: from civil war yeah where they're just like hunched up in the back there Hear, hear me out, hear me out yeah, on this, though. Yeah, yeah. Can you move your seat forward? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, no. <laughs> hear me out on this, though. There are three cars that are coming back when when we see this, right? And yeah. I want it to be Charlize Theron's car. I want it to be Roman Pierce's car. And I want it to be Letty's car.
1: It's moon Buggy.
0: Letty's Moon Buggy. Apologies. I want those three to be what comes around because I want to go full fucking homeward bound with this shit. Where's Dom? Where's Dom? Oh yeah. Where's Dom kind of thing. And to give that, that audience, the fear moment of like, Oh, is he going to make it like, where did he have to sacrifice it? We don't know what happened. It's the dark side of the moon. He went around, but he hasn't come back. And it's just like a delay. Yeah kind of thing. And then, you know, just like Shadow, uh Reto limps across the finish line, I guess. I don't
1: know. <laughs> More victorious than that. More victorious
0: than that. Yeah.
1: It turns out like he's been involved in some other like additional action piece that we like that we are not see like we, we haven't seen. Yeah, he also had a
0: second secret
1: mission. We'll we'll get filled in on it after the fact. We find out that Dom is okay as his like mm-hmm. muscle car his big black whatever it is like yeah. whatever it is charger or whatever it is he drives um
0: a dodge grand Theft.
1: leaps off the lip mm-hmm. of a crater like a jump and sails through the the sky over yes. the other three cars coming to a landing on the other side kicking up a bunch of dust and like comes to a landing as he takes his place at the head Mm -hmm. of the three, the three cars and they, they drive back towards the, uh, the launch site for their, for their uh, exfiltration craft in formation with Dom's car in the lead and the other three tailing behind.
0: (laughs) God, their, their exfiltration craft, like what, I know it's something that I've probably mentioned before. For some idiot reason, I just want it to be like an abandoned Apollo lander. (laughs) They can't safely make it back to whatever moon base or whatever we have up there. So they just like park their cars next to an American flag and an old abandoned Apollo moon lander and then all just like clamber into that and fire it back up. Okay. So
1: my thought was to go one. So the first question I have with regards to the lander is yeah. that implies that a team of um, like Apollo astronauts made it to the moon and
0: didn't make it back. Yeah. What do you think Dom's second secret mission was? <laughs> 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 that's that's the final reveal is it's a fucking we get um, God is the alarm still alive. Hang on. I don't know which astronauts are alive. I have no, no idea. Neil Armstrong passed away. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, okay. We get Buzz Aldrin for this. Yeah, so like that's, that's, that, that's what happens. They can't get to the thing. They have to go to the other thing. And we see, when, when we get these close-ups, there's all these American astronauts in the back, right? But some of them have mirrored helmets, so we can't see their faces. And then as we transition into the Apollo lander, it's revealed that some of the American astronauts are the other race team. And at least a couple of them are actually just super old Apollo astronauts who've been up there for 50 years somehow. (laughs) Stranded on the moon. There's a base back there, obviously.
1: Right. My second thought about how they get off the moon. Yes. So everybody piling into the Apollo lander is uh, like a good Mm -hmm. exit. But... What if they had to disassemble the Apollo lander because it doesn't have enough seating for everybody? And so they have to use the rocket boosters and, like, jerry-rig them to their cars so that they can attain enough speed on their their cars into space to meet the orbiting shuttle.
0: Yeah, so they're not actually using... They're just... They're disassembling the Apollo moon lander. And they're like oh, no, it's, but it's such a dramatic piece of American history. We can't possibly do this. And that's when Buzz Aldrin like flips up the mirrored portion of his visor and is like, listen, we don't need it anymore. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. And then, they, and then Buzz Aldrin helps them build rocket cars. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. So they're just trying to get back to the shuttle that's orbiting the moon. That's, that's kind of the big, the last scary thing-ish. Where it's more of an environmental hazard than a villain hazard, because at this point we we've rescued the Americans. Yeah, I assume Dom slash Shadow the dog has neutralized the Russians. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I like this. I like this a lot.
1: Yeah, and so they just mm-hmm. have to get back mm-hmm. to the shuttle, and 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 they and they do, but the one sacrifice they have to make to to finally achieve it is that Dom. There's with the the addition of all the rockets and all the additional passengers and everything, Dom's car is too heavy.
0: <laughs> yes. To
1: make it to the shuttle. Yeah. And so he gets within like visual mm-hmm. range, but in order to make it to the to the shuttle so that he can get home, he has to like bail out of his car. Okay. And so we get the dramatic shot of him like he's not going to make it. He's not going to make it. Yeah yes i am and then he like opens the door and does this like space leap yeah out of his car and like makes it uh, like just manages to grab a bar on the side of the shuttle and manages to pull himself into one of the hatches and the shuttle returns to earth victorious the the family of course is in trouble with the american government for staging an unlicensed (laughs) space expedition but because they got some Russian intel and they saved the arrogant, stupid American astronauts and they saved Letty and, you know, all their heroics. The The U.S. government decides to, to pardon all of their crimes yeah. and let them sort of like go off to be on their own again. And then as like the post title stinger for the movie. Yes. At the end is Dom's muscle car still in orbit of the moon (laughs) Yep. does anything happen or is it just kind of drift by i was wondering maybe does something happen but i think it's just one of those cute little like and it's still there to this day
0: oh okay yeah you can look up at the moon and dom's car is circling the moon (laughs) um oh god yeah no that's what it is is it's just it's the shot of rather rather than going mystery or sequel setup we go heartwarming it's the shot of dom's car like drifting by like orbiting the moon and then it zooms out to reveal that this is a parent and their child watching this through the telescope <laughs> as they are explaining the importance of street racing to their child right and then they go back to working on the car together in the garage kind of thing like it's a very the full mass effect 3 ending the next generation i don't know fucking it's brian it's cgi brian <laughs> yeah. yes to to his kid it's cgi brian to his kid inspiring him about you know racing by like fucking uncle uncle dom's car is is orbiting the moon and that could be you someday yeah yeah
1: let me tell you a story about the greatest racer who ever <laughs> his car is still orbiting the moon today.
0: Oh, I love this. That's good. I feel like I introduced Ivan Drago and Kenneth and you introduced Kenneth Brown and we didn't do a lot with him, but I just recently showed my partner, Sonia, the movie Interstellar. Oh, yeah. And she knew very little about it. She actually thought it was a movie about Matthew McConaughey, the farmer, building a rocket to get to space. That's sort of what it looked like from the original teaser. Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah. So this is great because for that first bit of the movie, like she's really, really invested. And then they get to the base and, you know, it cuts to the interrogation thing. And then Anne Hathaway walks in. She's like, oh, my God, she's in this. Then five minutes later, oh, my God, Michael Caine," And I'm just sitting there. Because I know what's fucking coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, the just, oh my God, it's that guy is like such a good. Presumably, at the very end, when everything's coming back, there's like a brief call between Kenneth Brown and Ivan Drago where they're like, ah, you know, friendly rivalry, all's well that ends well.
1: Yeah, some, something like that. I get the feeling that that we didn't touch on it much because the actual villain plot isn't like really core yeah. to the the conflict in the story. It's just the setup. Yeah. But undoubtedly, like there are points where where Letty is going to have to interact with Kenneth Branagh's character and Dom, like that's where the what the big fight to like save Letty and the other astronauts, that's going to happen, right? It's just not critical to the over, like it's just a, a conflict that occurs.
0: Yeah, it's just a story beat that happens along the way kind of thing. Yeah. All right. This is a good ass movie. This is definitely how they're going to get to space in the 10th Fast and Furious movie. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This sounds like a sweet movie. And, like, we've still left some stuff on the table for the 11th movie since we know there's going to be one. We didn't use John Cena in this movie at all because he's the he's the villain in 9, so he can come back in 11, right? Oh, right. So we've, yeah. we've left that for whoever's working on the 11th movie. We don't know. We're just working on the 10th one. They kind of keep things siloed with us.
1: Fast and furious 11 racers in time. Racers in time.
0: No, I want them to go the miniature route. <laughs> I want them to get injected into somebody's bloodstream and get shrunk down. We're racing to stop Kurt Russell's heart attack. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Begs the question, where the fuck do you go after space? There's nowhere to go. Like, sure, you can go to the bottom of the ocean, but it's not as cool. I mean, they already raced a submarine. That's true, actually, yeah. It's either time or an inner space scenario.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. That logic follows.
0: Well, at some point this pandemic's going to end and there's going to be movies in theaters again. And all of you who are listening to this can look forward to seeing this movie in theaters. I can't wait. Just as Matt and I can look forward to watching movies in the theater again together. Some glorious day.
1: I want to watch a movie again, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. Fucking I have had tenant on my computer for like, I don't know, months now. And I haven't watched it. Cause I'm just like, with theaters though i know 10 it's quite good like it's it's
1: 7 out of 10 but it's quite good yeah i mean yeah watch it with the biggest sound system you can find (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even kidding
0: i have never seen a nolan movie that is terrible they just they're all kind of really solid or really interesting or really good but it falls apart in the third act
1: which i think this one is sort of Mm -hmm. sort of there (laughs) <laughs> We're off fast the viewers yeah. again. Tenet is like so ambitious that it just can't quite execute. But it's still like it's visually interesting and as I say, listen to it on the watch it on the biggest sound system you can because the soundtrack is absolutely okay. thunderous. It's I I have been going on about it for for months now since I first saw it. The, the like the soundtrack literally brings the house down. It's all encompassing. <laughs>
0: I remember that from, I think, both Interstellar and Dunkirk in IMAX was that the yeah. enormous sound was such an intense part of the experience, which I liked.
1: Yes. I think this holds true for, for Tenet as well.
0: I, I have a lot of sound bleed through to the apartment below me, so I feel like I need to like clear mm-hmm. it with my neighbor before I watch this because I have a good sound bar, <laughs> but I have like night mode and conversation mode to like quiet the bass and amplify the dialogue on right 24 seven. Like I never take those settings off kind of thing. Right. Otherwise I will be evicted immediately. <laughs> Just thrown through a plate class window. Yeah. Wicked. Well, Matt, thank you very much for joining me on this incredible space journey.
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I cannot wait to see this movie in theaters. Oh yeah.
0: I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I'm still looking forward to I, nine first, I but I know that nine's not going to be as good as our movie that we've put together, which is definitely happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If they if they don't option this screenplay, they're I don't even know what they're doing at Universal. Yeah. Well, we know they're going to
0: option it because they're going to go to space, and we came up with the best idea. So that's you're right. A Hollywood, as we all know, is a meritocracy. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get through the line. All right, well. <laughs> With that in mind, Matt, you want to tell folks where they might be able to find you on the internet?
1: Sure. So I am Matt Wiggins and, uh, consequently you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Matt underscore L-R-R. And, uh, you can find me on Twitch, uh, where I stream quite frequently. You can find my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Wiggins, W-I-G-G-I-N-S.
0: Mm-hmm. And speaking of movies being back in theaters. I saw recently that the next James Bond movie has been delayed, and since folks who are listening to this might be fans of podcasts, you've got a Bond rewatch podcast with Graham, do you not?
1: I do. We uh, we just wrapped up the podcast. It's called From Rewatch with Love. You can find it on the Loading Ready Run YouTube channel or your podcast provider of mm-hmm. choice. And it is a rewatch podcast of the entire James Bond series leading up to, including the two non-MGM Studios Bond movies, leading up to the release of No Time to Die. And then when No Time to Die ultimately comes out, we will do an updating, like we'll do another episode for No Time to Die. But as of right now, the previous 26 episodes are available, so you can check them out.
0: Hell yeah. Which are the two non-MGM ones, out of curiosity? The two non so
1: long story. The the two non MGM ones are Casino Royale nineteen sixty seven. Like that's Peter Mm -hmm. Niven and trying to remember everybody's name off the top of my head. It's a it's like a parody bond movie. It's it's very bad. But it exists, is like actually James Bond 007, okay. but it's it's not canon to the, the main Bond yeah. franchise. And Never Say Again, which came out in 1983, oh. was also a gain. Stars Sean Connery as James Bond 007 remakes the story of Thunderball huh. due, due to a whole bunch of like rights yeah. issues. It's a kind of garbage remake of Thunderball. Okay. And uh, that is also non-canon to the main Bond franchise because it was not made by mgm of course in the intervening years since those movies have been released mgm and sony or whoever owns the rights at the moment united artists uh has purchased the rights to both of those films so they do all live under the same production house now okay but they uh those two movies are not official and don't typically appear in like collections of all the bond
0: yeah box sets and stuff yeah okay cool awesome thank you that wasn't going anywhere i was just curious because i realized i didn't know which ones were the non-mgm ones well there you go awesome thank you again so much matt yeah thank you for having me i don't have a clever joke to end this episode so it's probably just going to stop when i finish talking it's probably just going to stop when i finish talking
1: and this podcast is still orbiting the moon today
0: (laughs) that's it that's the ending (laughs)